I'll be honest, Madison, it was initially really hard to come up with a disaster for this week. I racked my brain and finally thought, you know what has to have invited disaster? Flugtag, a competitive event hosted by Red Bull where contestants test their homemade flying machines, launching them off a pier and into a body of water. So off I went, googling Flugtag disaster, and what I found was so much worse. Welcome back to Calamity Janes, the weekly disaster podcast where I, Madison, and Bailey, over there, not me, uh, we talk me. about <laughs> disaster, calamity, mayhem, all the things that you're a little morbidly curious about that you don't really feel comfortable talking to other people about. That's this place. That's You're safe here. Where you are too curious? We are yeah. your best friends. Are you a little too curious about earthquakes? A little too wrapped up in tornadoes? Welcome. This is where you're going to get all that good stuff. We're your people. Mm -hmm. This is no it's judgment us. zone. You're now our new no. best friend. Welcome. Yes. Welcome. Welcome. Excellent okay, intro, Bailey. Boo. That was a good one. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Tell me about Flugtog. Flugtog. F-L-U-G-T-A-G. Flugtog. Okay, I'm in. You've I'm never heard it. of Flugtog? I've literally never heard of it before. Not even the Red Bull Flugtog. I mean, I know what you're talking about because it's Red Bull, but I didn't know that's what it was called. Yes. And I'm yes, immensely is. proud okay. that I've had Red Bull approximately one time in my entire life. You haven't lived. Okay, so this week's disaster takes place in Kaiserslautern, West Germany. That's right. It's 1988, and David Hasselhoff has not yet brought down the Berlin Wall. It's Sunday, August 28th, on Rammstein Air Force Base, where they are holding the Flugtag 88 Air Show. Beautiful. I'm there. I can picture it now. Picture it. Beautiful sunny day. An actual sunny day, unlike the last disaster I did, where it was not sunny was or day. two in the morning. <laughs> yes. Okay, yep. I'm picturing it. A beautiful sunny day. It was actually day. a sunny day. Yes. My last name is being pronounced <laughs> correctly. I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the Italian Air Force team was performing their, quote, pierced heart formation, where two groups of jets break away at the top of the heart. Picture it now. Top of the heart to do backflips that form the two top arches and then meet again at the bottom where they are pierced by a lone jet flying through them in the direction of spectators. Eh, I don't like it. But do you get the visual? Because when I was reading this, I was like, there has to be a better way to explain this. I am so not visualizing this. Do it with this. your hands. Do it with, show me. So all the jets start up here at the tippy top point of the heart. Yeah, I got that. Then uh -huh. two groups diverge to create the top arches. Yeah, and also that. one lone jet diverges as well. And at the bottom, where they come and cross paths down here, uh-huh. Uh, the lone jet breaks through the heart at the bottom, coming and goes directly towards the ground where the people yes. are. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. This is the scene we set. Continue. Okay. I got this. Okay. Side note. Have you seen how closely these jets fly together? Like, have you seen a video of the Blue Angels? I've seen the Blue Angels before. I do but know how. But have you seen videos? They have, like... No. They have put GoPros on the actual uh, wings of a Blue Angel. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. It's epic. 
It is absolutely so epic. Highly closer. recommend everyone watch one. Oh, yeah. The Blue Angels are amazing. They're spectacular. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll literally forget to breathe because you're waiting for a wingtip to touch because it's it's just high precision flying. There is no room for error. They are literally like this far apart. Each wingtip is. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. bonkers. Okay. I'm yes. enthralled. Yes. So just go watch a video and you'll understand like how the kind of precision we're talking about and therefore how high the stakes are. Okay. Sure. Yes. Incredibly precise, fast, fast, fast moving planes. Lots Heavy of people metal hunks. looking around. Yes. Yep. Flying this I'm there. I get it. Yeah. Um, back to the situation. As the jets are coming to meet at the bottom of the heart, the lone aircraft runs into the two crisscrossing groups. Yeah, that, I could see that part coming. Yeah. Yes. That's, I'm imagining catastrophic for all three of those aircraft. Uh, it's more than three. Uh, it's actually uh, seven because there are three that do the heart. Oh. Or no, oh sorry, there are gosh. six. Three on either side. And the one lone. So it's seven total. Oh, my God. Seven total planes executing this maneuver. That mm-hmm. is insane. Oh, my gosh. 300,000 people gathered on this day. Oh, In God. fact, it is the only day the German public is granted access to this Air Force base because of this event. So it's a really, really big sure. deal. Oh, Unfortunately, no. this means that the area surrounding the air disaster was densely populated. Oh, no. Oh, I was going to say, it's a good thing I'm not as emotional this pregnancy as I was last time. This would have made me cry. It's making me want to cry, but it's not happening yet. Oh, my gosh. 70 fatalities just on... Okay, sorry. Continue. Please go. In total, there were 70 fatalities. 67 were spectators and three were pilots. 346 spectators. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did they eject or just get lucky and, like, land safely We will get there, no. Okay. Okay. We will get there. In addition to the the fatalities, uh, 346 spectators sustained serious injuries from the resulting explosions, fires, and shrapnel. Yeah, I can imagine. Oh, my gosh. People just mm-hmm. showing up with their families to have fun. And, mm-hmm. uh, 300,000 people. That number blew my mind. I was like... That's yeah, a that's lot of insane. people. Yeah. yeah. That's a crazy amount of people. Mm-hmm. A lot. Um, so the lone aircraft crashed onto the runway into a fireball. Uh, but as mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier, that runway was positioned towards the audience. It crashed in a fireball running into the crowd, coming to rest against a truck that was vending food. So mm. that was some of the the biggest resulted in some of the oh. most fatalities was that this makes me want to never take bonnie literally anywhere i know because i remember going to an air show as a kid and it's like it's such a it's so magical personally i think it is so magical to oh, see yeah, absolutely those like jets maneuvering like that it is so cool um it's but incredible. this is very scary. and our family yeah and our family has always had a special place in our hearts for the air force too and you know like and airplanes in general I, our family yeah. I, just about everyone has worked airplanes for boeing in the <laughs> aircraft airline industry yes we are a family of 
airplane people. Yes. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's stuff like that. This freak stuff just makes me want to never take my children anywhere. It's uh, and I know it's not common. Thankfully, it's not it's not that common, but it's just so terrible when it does happen. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. Keep hurting me. Okay. Uh, one of the planes from the heart-forming group crashed into a medevac Black Hawk helicopter. The pilot mm. from the jet ejected, but his chute didn't deploy before he hit the runway. And... Mm. The pilot of the Black Hawk was also injured and weeks later passed from his injuries. He was fatally injured. Oh. Oh, my gosh. A third aircraft. a horrible disaster. I told you. I literally told you at the beginning of this. I kind of thought I was going for something lighthearted because I thought there's no way something that catastrophic had happened at a Red Bull. To be clear, I was looking for Red Bull food (sighs) tog. Different kind of flug tog, but yeah. here we are to flug tog in the west. So uh, a third aircraft disintegrated in the collision, dispersing parts along the runway. Um, mm. But that is uh, three of the actual jets that were flying in formation, plus the Black Hawk helicopter. Mm. And aside from that, those are the only jets that were seemingly impacted. The rest reconvened at Seabock Air Force Base, like ni- 19 or 20 miles away from this Air Force Base. Oh, my gosh. It's incredible that it wasn't worse in a lot of ways. I mean, obviously, it mm-hmm. was absolutely terrible. But it could, with that many aircraft being involved just in the initial incident and then the ones that came down, oh, my gosh, it could have been so much worse. But mm-hmm. oh, it's already terrible, though. It's already just awful. It is. And if you would like to know more, if I did not illustrate the shape of this formation well enough, there's video. There is actually, you know, this is the era where people had certainly not cell phones, but home camcorders and things like that. And this was like an event to go to. So there are quite a few videos from different and pictures, obviously, from different vantage points. And so there um, I'll link to one that I used as a resource for this episode. But it's it's fascinating to look at because you get to see the crowd, you get to see the formation, and just as far as um, – I don't think the NTSB looked into this, but, like, whoever the investigating body of this was, they had a lot of material to go through. Yeah. Oh, man. I guess that's good so we can learn from it. Oh, okay. So what was interesting about this is – The largest impact was not really in airplane safety. Um, The conclusion as to what caused this crash, it was it was inconclusive. Honestly, it was um, you can see in the video that the the piercer, the breakthrough plane had his landing gear down. And so there's some speculation that maybe that is what caused it, that he couldn't get enough lift. And so he couldn't go over the converging planes like he needed to. Uh, but but there is no one thing that analysis that I have seen points that to that say, says like, oh, yeah, from now on, we'll never do that one thing again. And ugh. yes. However, 
the impact okay. of this was unexpected. The other impact of this was unexpected to me. And it's positive. Um, Good. This Good. whole, yes, this whole situation revealed that international military authorities weren't prepared for medical emergencies of this scale under these circumstances, and the rescue work was hampered by it. Uh, for example, it took a while for the base to allow German ambulances on. And so, uh, and the place that they were, the medical uh, facility that they were taking all of these people to did not understand the scale, the magnitude of the dis disaster until like an hour post, post the event. So like people mm -hmm. were coming and they just like, they couldn't really prepare for the magnitude of what they should have expected. Yeah. Oh, Additionally... Wow. There are there were different standards for intravenous catheters that hindered one country from offering infusions and medications to another. Mm -hmm. And that was eventually standardized and codified in 1995, where they all unified under one standard because like you'd put a, a catheter in the arm of someone and like if it was an American catheter. Apparently, a German medic couldn't come with his bag of saline or blood or whatever and like it literally just like wouldn't hook uh -huh. up to the thing wow which is i how how would you know have yeah i've never thought about stuff like that before but i guess it does make sense if you've got different countries being like mm -hmm. represented in one place like that you they're they're not thinking about you know, that kind of stuff. And in the moment, you just want to help whoever you can help. And I can definitely see why that would be an issue. Oh, my mm -hmm. gosh. Well, thank goodness that's something that they sorted out. I just have never stopped to consider something like that. I know. And Thankfully, apparently it being on the, the problem the year I was born. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, yes. I forget. I'm like, um, 89. No, that's the year I was born. <laughs> <laughs> different yes yes that was the year we were born yes um yeah so i thought that was really interesting and just in general um i will link another video here it's kind of a documentary style that shows a bunch of footage from this and runs through the events of the day and in the comment section of this video there are so many people who were there who experienced it themselves some of them were uh. younger some of them were older it's fascinating to hear people recount these details themselves um, and and actually hear like how disorganized it was that day. And you think, well, it's an Air Force base. Surely you think they'd have very rigorous and organized and regimented protocols to deal with something yeah. like this. And this showed the cracks that they could improve upon. Uh, I mean, it's great that changes have happened. It's always good to see improvements be made. We just wish it didn't take a big disaster to cause that. But we have we to look at that as a positive when we do these episodes like this. There, It has to be the positive that comes out of a terrible thing. Yes. Another uh, one last thing I want to point out. 500 people sought hospital treatment immediately after the disaster. Over 600 people reported to the clinic on base to donate blood. Please donate blood. It's so oh, important. Amazing. It's so, yes. if you can... It's so important and, you know, a way to, to give back, to help anyone, everyone. Yes. Donating blood is amazing. Uh, the last time I donated blood was in law school because then, since then, I'd been like 
pregnant and breastfeeding Mm -hmm. most of the time since I graduated. (laughs) So, uh, I was, it was not on my radar, but I, the last time I donated blood was when I was in grad school and (laughs) they were giving out, um, in addition to like the snacks while you were there, they were giving out when you signed up, um, little coupons Mm -hmm. And I got a coupon for like a free slushie or something at Sonic and it had expired like eight years earlier. I remember you telling me about that. Um, (laughs) I was so upset. Did Sonic accept it? Did you try? No, I never tried. Oh, they probably would have accepted it. They probably would have or they would have looked at it and been like, ma'am. This this expired really. What kind of ago. what kind of deal are you trying to ru- are you are you trying to hustle me? What's happening right now? Trying to get a free slush out of me? I just I really wanted to know how that coupon came to be in the hands of that t- person who was going to take my blood. Yeah, the <laughs> clinic I go to, I, I I was able to donate for the first time in like two years. Uh, like last week or the week before that. And the clinic I go to stays up to date. They have like current t-shirts. I, I got a gas cart and I don't have a car that takes gas. So I think oh, I can just take it to a Walmart and nice. send it. I know. Or you can send it to us. I can't send it to you. You want it? I'll mail it to you. I don't know how much is on it. They didn't put a dollar amount, but it's a gas card. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> well, this was a, um, a good traveling, uh, thing i didn't go to a clinic they they Um, set something up um but we uh at ku i can't remember what student association it was it might have been might have been the black law student association uh i think they were the ones that would organize a blood drive every you know however often you can do it and i could never go because i was either at work or in class and i always wanted to because i I mean, no one likes having a big needle shoved into your arm, but I love donating blood. I love mm-hmm. uh, getting to do that. And it can become a social thing for you to if you go with your friends. For and sure. who doesn't like cookies and juice? That's it's, how I got Andrew to go really was brings... I was, yeah, I was like, first of all, you get snacks. Uh, I need someone to talk to so you can be there. I never remember. This is back when we used to travel a lot. And I was like, I can't remember my travel date. So I honestly need someone to like remind me of where I've been for the it's it's so beneficial take a blood donation buddy <laughs> and he has type o blood so i'm like everyone loves you you're the golden boy they're like we love you come <laughs> back come all the time and i'm like i'm just oh yeah we'll see you when we see you and he's just like they love him so what blood type are you a i'm I think. a positive are you also a positive then okay <laughs> I think. I don't know. I mean, I know we don't have to be the same thing, right? But I don't, honestly, this is what, I was not interested in this part of biology, the genetics portion of it. I have seen my blood type so many times. (laughs) Couldn't tell you what, I'm, I'm almost positive I'm A. I've been donating blood for like six years, seven years. And I think I could tell you I might be A. Couldn't tell you negative or positive though. Well, I know for a fact I'm a positive. I don't know what Bonnie is. Oh. And I can't remember what Ryan is, so I can't figure out what Bonnie is. <laughs> I don't know what Finny is. What's Finn? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. He could... Can he be an O? Is that how that works? I don't know. All I know is that we didn't have to worry about um, the RH factor stuff with Bonnie. So he... 
I don't know. Isn't that, though, you don't normally have to with the firstborn? It's like with... Yes, but they still check. Yeah. They still want to know. Right, right, right. But I remember telling them I'm A positive, and they were like, what's your husband? And, but I think even just telling them I'm A positive, they were like, oh, it's probably not a big deal. <laughs> Are we the universal <laughs> like, recipient? Really, because it seems like it could be... I have no idea. I don't, I, when I tell you that I let this information fall out of my brain onto the ground behind me, I like, I, I really have not paid a lick of attention to it. This is not the biology podcast, in case you were wondering. Purely disaster, not biology. We are not phlebotomists. No, absolutely not. You should, uh, if you want, like, real, true, impressive science, go listen to this podcast will kill you. Fantastic podcast. They'll talk to you about blood types. (laughs) Along with all the other things that will kill you via blood. (laughs) Yes. What a fantastic podcast. I love, I haven't listened to them forever. Um, Yeah. So anyways, this, once again, took a weird turn. (laughs) That's my blood type. I don't know what yours is. Probably, I should probably find the out same. what Bonnie's. Probably the same. Okay. And I should find out what Finney's is too. <laughs> How are we supposed to know? Time, I'm going to ask them though what this. Well, I don't know. I feel like they probably told us in the hospital. They test their blood as soon as they come out. Well, they tested Bonnie's because I had diabetes. So they oh. were making sure that her blood sugar looked okay. But I have to imagine they're, they have like a vested interest in checking the baby's blood. Right. After well, and they take like, a ton of it. Once they're here. They take so much of it. Like, I don't know, maybe not when Finney was born. I just remember either the first or second appointment after he was born and they do the whole foot prick on the piece of paper. And I'm like, enough, enough with the pricking and the bleeding and all this. It's enough. Oh, I know. Bonnie's poor little heels were so chapped by the time mm-hmm. we went home. I felt mm-hmm. absolutely terrible for mm-hmm. her. Yeah. And they yeah. take... Was this just because I had diabetes? Did they take blood from you like every four hours in the hospital? Okay, so that was a me thing. That was a diabetes thing. thing. That was a you thing. I would be sleeping and someone would come in and I just like look over and there was a needle in my arm. It's like this is not just it's not fun. Were they not able like they couldn't just keep a catheter or something in there? Yeah. They're going to take it that frequently. they had. No, I had. Well, I had my IV catheter like in my hand but apparently that was only good for putting things in and not taking things out yeah i don't know yeah it's it's an any catheter not an audi catheter yeah i don't know how that works either uh no one no one here listening to this cares about this this is just us having our normal sister conversation it is is. welcome this is this is what this podcast is as well join us you too are a sister best friend yeah (laughs) You too. Can yes, an honorary, honorary sister. sister. <laughs> honorary Jane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, anyways, this was weird. Uh, is that that all is that, you that is the entire disaster. I am so sorry that it was sad. Um, devastating. devastating. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for telling us how things have changed. What positive changes have come out of such a horrible thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you did a great job, Boo. Way to go. And thank you for taking this week off the bat. You bet. You betcha. Um, I actually, in investigating this one, have another one. So anytime you need me, I'm here. 
Ooh. I'm here. Good? Great? Yes. Yes. Well, uh, I appreciate you being willing to split more of these during my pregnancy. Pregnant that. Well, I'm pregnant. Pregnant. <laughs> Anytime. Anytime yes, for you so. and my little Thankfully. squish. <laughs> Next squish. Squish number Next. two. Squish two. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Boo. You did a fabulous job. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We will catch you guys next week. Next week. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.